I think that being able to take the sting out of them is one of the most resourceful ways that we can understand how to come out the other side of mistakes because it's taken a lot to learn how to be able to shift that perspective and move through it. When we normalize making mistakes, it's easier to recover, but it's also allows you to be more resourceful when the mistake is happening and add power to it so that we can be better at turning it into a learning when they surface. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence, and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. If you have your own business, chances are you've probably made a mistake here and there, if not a gazillion of them. And every time we make a mistake, it can nod us and deflate us, or it can become fuel for becoming even better at business. Look, if you're not making mistakes and you probably aren't growing, and one of the biggest mindset shifts for me has been to embrace mistakes as part of my growth process instead of letting it tear me down. What about you, Sam? Oh my goodness. I'm going to say I 100% agree, but isn't it so hard sometimes to remember this? And when you're like right in the thick of something going wrong, it really can bring you down. So I think that for me, having this conversation today, what I want people mostly to get out of this is a reminder that it will be okay and to have that perspective shift. It was just just this week I was on the phone to a really good friend and he said, Sam, just remember you need to break a few eggs to make an omelette. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear right now. So yeah, it's making mistakes is a normal part of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think it is. So we can take three different positions with a mistake. One, knowing we're going to make them, but suffering when we do. Mm -hmm. And I think many of us make that mistake or that breakdown point means something about us that's just a story that we're making up. So Mm -hmm. we can stay there. We can neutralize them and say, okay, we made a mistake. What do I need to do to move on? Or And here's a really outrageous idea, Sam. What if we embraced mistakes to the point where we, instead of try to avoid making mistakes, challenge ourselves to make more mistakes faster? Like Mm. what if we just really lean into, hey, it's okay to make mistakes. When we're making mistakes, we're growing, we're challenging our limits, we're expanding, and we're going to make mistakes there. And it's a sign that we're really stretching and yearning and moving into that next, whatever that thing is we're doing. So mm. I don't know, like I'm thinking I, I love myself. that. I love that idea so much because the other thing that I see with that is the more you make mistakes, the more you realize you're actually going to be okay. The more you build that muscle of being able to see the perspective faster the more you're able to move through it and think this is just a little hiccup that's going to point me in the right direction. You know, and as you're talking, so two things are coming to mind. First of all, there's this quote by Sarah Blakely or this story that she shares often in speaking about how her dad 
used to praise and reward them making mistakes. And if they weren't making mistakes, he was actually not happy with them. And it's just, it was such a mindset shift for me. But the other thing I was thinking just now is, you know, when we normalize making mistakes, it's easier to recover, but it's also allows you to be more resourceful when the mistake is happening. Because mm. what I know happens for so many of us is we get energetically dysregulated when we are in the shock or the pain or the kind of the self-flagellation or whatever we do to ourselves when we make mistakes. And in that space, we lack resourcefulness. We can't think straight. We can't access new thinking. We can't make a better decision. We can't even oftentimes see a path through it. So I think if we could shift the energy around mistake making, and by the way, I'm speaking to myself here too, because I'm just coming out of a really painful learning uh, from a mistake that really took me down for a little bit. And so, I don't know, I feel like what if we could just normalize mistake making and add power to it so that we can be better at turning it into a learning when they mm. surface. Yeah, love, love, love that. I think that being able to take the sting out of them, and you mentioned this earlier, is one of the most resourceful ways that we can understand how to come out the other side of mistakes because, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that can say this, is that, you know, there are times in my life that I've made a mistake and I've really allowed it to personally get me down, like really drag me down and fully stop me in my tracks. And it's taken a lot to learn how to be able to shift that perspective and move through it. So that if that was one thing I wanted to leave people with today, it's that don't let, don't let them completely take you down. Yeah. And I think towards the end, let's talk about some ways that if you're really in it and you can't see the learning, you can't move yourself out of it. Let's talk about how to be resourceful or what resources are there. Totally. Because I think sometimes we actually forget what is available to us <laughs> until maybe you hear a episode of a podcast like this. Absolutely. So Mel, are you okay to share one of your mistakes and how it ended up being a blessing? Yeah, I've had my fair share. I could probably count a thousand mistakes in the 22 years of this business. One that came up recently and I'm still, I'm still looking at my wounds a little bit. So mm -hmm. this conversation is actually for me too today. But what the mistake was, and I might have mentioned it here before, mm. I delegate ownership of things to my team. And my team w moved my website from one company uh, server to another. And they forgot to set up the whatever the server connect DNS or something like that. There's all these little settings that you set up between your email provider and your website. And so we were getting on blacklists left, right, and center. So the mistake, it's complex. Like one level of the mistake was I tend to delegate ownership and I move really fast and I haven't always been the best at going back and checking the I's and dotting, you know, did the T's get crossed properly? And so it was a really big pain point for me to go back and look at, Melanie, you're still delegating too freely mm. and I have to have better checks and balances. But the bigger mistake was actually uncovered from this mistake because here's what happens with complex mistakes. It will 
illuminate where you have a problem that you may not see. Because the last couple of launches we had done hadn't gone well. And so I made up all these stories about my offer and my this and my that and how, oh, I had the wrong people writing copy and blah, 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 right? (laughs) It was over there. And when I had this illuminate to me, I realized, OMG, Mm -hmm. the problem isn't all of that. It's that our email marketing practices, first of all, we had that deep vortex of a problem, but we had some cleanup to do on our email list so that our email would perform better. Mm -hmm. And I think for many of us, email is such a lifeline. It's such a Mm -hmm. big part of the sales process. And if your email is not working properly, it's very easy to leave thousands and thousands of dollars on the table. Mm -hmm. So I'm in pain. I'm still in pain over it, but I've also acknowledged the problem. I've fixed the problem. I'm working towards a solution. I got into, okay, what do we need to do differently? How do we make this not happen again? It allowed us to make some systems that keep this kind of thing from ever breaking again. And it made me better Mm. and understand a problem that everybody's struggling with. Mm. So there was a lot of layers to that one, how it turned into some gold. Yeah. As you were saying that, I was just like, there is so many layers to that. And what I love so much about it is that someone could have thought, oh my goodness, my launch tanked because my audience can't afford it. I'm priced too high. They could have made up stories of what was going on instead of really looking and seeing what was happening. And that was such a powerful story to share that, you know, don't just look at the top layer dig deep and you'll find some gold, even though it doesn't feel like it at the time. No, it definitely didn't feel (laughs) like it. And it stings, like it still stings. And one thing that we learned is to really understand what your data is telling you and Mm, don't just mm -hmm. take it at high level information, but be willing to dig into it if you don't like the data that you're seeing. Yeah. So yeah, that was huge. Totally. What about you, Sam? Do you have one that you'd like to reveal? I've got a big one that was like yours. And this is going back a few years ago. And we dipped our toe in Facebook advertising a little bit, you know, a couple of dollars here, a couple of dollars there. And we kind of decided we were at a time where we wanted to go all in and put a Facebook campaign together. And I didn't want to do it myself, because I wanted to make sure that it went really well. So I put what for me at the time was a large amount of money into a Facebook campaign and I hired an agency to do this for me. What ended up happening was I noticed, luckily enough, I did pay attention and log in and and have a look at my stats, that my ad spend for the whole campaign was used up in the first 48 hours. So they'd made a mistake with setting up the amount per day. So we let that agency go. Now, just like your story, what I could have thought was that agency made a mistake and all of that money went down the tube, but I really looked at it and went, well, out of that 48 hours, we didn't get any leads at all. So not only had we used this huge amount of marketing budget, but no leads at all in 48 hours. So I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Yeah, they made a mistake, but let's have a look at our messaging. Something's not right here. and 
it helped us to really dive deep into getting clearer on our messaging. What it also did was had me diving deep into getting good at Facebook ads myself. And actually for a while there, I was running Facebook campaigns for other companies. And I got really, really good at it by running Facebook campaigns for other companies. So that amount that I spent, which felt like such a, a lot at the beginning, I got back like 20 fold over the next few years in getting my messaging right and running campaigns for other companies. So it's always worth digging as deep as you can to figure out, you know, the gold, as you said. Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, I don't love that that happened to you. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I've had my fair share of Facebook campaign issues, but I think being able to turn that investment in what felt like a waste into like a profit center is mm. that's a real big win. And I think that is one of the things we have to remember, like, what is this about that I'm learning here that I can actually turn into a profit center or turn into part of my training or, you know, like I was always told you're going through this because you're going to have to teach it later. You're going to have yeah. to share something about this is going to be what you get to give back to the world. And so yeah. I think you did that in a way. Yeah, totally. So I'm sure you've got some more. Should we share another couple? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's one that seems to be something that we all suffer from. And I just coached a client through this the other day. And that is when you hire an expensive VA or expert and it just tanks, like it mm -hmm. just doesn't come together. And I know why this happens for me. I think I tend to hire people too quickly. And when I am in a hurry and I need something quickly, I'm willing to take the risk and hire somebody that feels aligned. And I don't always ask all the right questions or put them through a rigorous process of vetting them and things like that. Mm. And I will admit I've done both. Like I have taken my time with people and it's worked out really well. I was going to have an event a couple years ago as we were going into the pandemic time. I was going to have a virtual event and I knew I didn't want to run it by myself. And so this woman was referred to me. And as I was talking to her, like she was saying all the right things, but then she was telling me the conditions of working with her. And I started to have these red flags, but I was in a hurry. Mm. So I mushed the red flags and said, okay, I'll just take the risk. And she wanted to be paid in advance. Mm -hmm. So, or, or no, I know, know what it was actually, to be fair, she wanted to be paid in milestones. And the first milestone emerged and I paid her, you know, that was the deposit. The second milestone was tied to a strategy session. Well, you know, hey, let's face it. The event was four months away. And things changed. Like we were having a pandemic. I was learning what was working and what wasn't working. And I shifted directions. Oh, wow. Yeah. Things move fast. Yeah. Yes. So then the third milestone and between the second and the third milestone, she had literally went MIA. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't responding. She wasn't be flexible at all. And I went, oh, Melanie. You've invested all this money and you have no refund. You can't like, you know, get your money back for the portion that's not going to be used. And it just stopped working out. She 
got caught up in something personally and didn't have any bandwidth and couldn't change direction and didn't have flexibility. And so I walked away from like five grand, you know, in Mm. what would have been invested in her services to run the event. And I just, I looked at it like this. Yes, it was an expensive learning, but I also got to masterfully really understand that you have to vet people properly and you have to pay attention that intuitive hit when you're getting that vibe. This is not feeling aligned. Don't just mow over it and keep going. Pay attention because there's something there that's out of alignment. Mm. It is so important to really, I'm going to say, listen to our gut, which is a, a you know, a state, a, a way that we all say it, but it, you know, listening to our gut is really a feeling and we need to really trust that feeling mm. because it comes for a reason. It does. Yeah. How about you, Sam? Got one more before we, yeah, uh... I do. And, and it's funny that I just had that same feeling as you like, yeah, all right. I'll share it. You and I have talked a lot on the podcast about collaborations. We both do a lot of collaborations, collaborations that have gone really, really well and collaborations that have gone not so well and had to put the divorce proceedings in place, I guess. And one of those collaborations was that hurt a little bit, was a bigger collaboration that I was doing with someone where we were actually running events, big events. What I noticed was post-event that myself and my team were doing all the work. We would get on a call and I would realize, hey, I've sent off all of this stuff to my team, but nothing was being done on the other person's side at all, apart from turning up on a call and then I was putting everything in place. And I kind of mentioned it and just to see kind of what would happen over the next little bit and nothing did happen. So I had to put the I had to put the brakes on that collaboration because it was, I was the one that was doing all the work, but only getting half of the, you know, what we were making from this collaboration. But it's really helped me to, I guess, feel into a collaboration before I get into it. Again, we've, I've talked about this on the podcast before is that I really take into account my human design, which is to respond. And I'm a sacral generator. So I get that feeling in my gut straight away, whether it's good or bad, or actually there's probably not the right words, whether it is good for me right now or whether it isn't right for me right now. And I think that going through a big bust up of a collaboration like that has helped me to really feel into, you know what, this doesn't feel right at this point in time. So let's just put this on the table for now. And let's revisit this down the track. And it might work then and it might not, but don't dive into things just because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. That was what it essentially came down to. I didn't want to hurt people's feelings, but in the end, I ended up hurting people's feelings, lots of people's feelings way more. Hmm. Those are hard ones, aren't they? Mm-hmm. It's like the interpersonal connectivity. You know, it's mm. like we want we want to be liked. We want people to get a good feeling from being around us. I mean, at least I know I do. And I think you do too. And so when we know something's just not working, we have to put those boundaries in place. It's so hard. Absolutely, It is really hard. Yeah. But it is business and we have to take care of business. And when mm-hmm. it isn't an, an exchange that feels expansive for whatever reason, I think that's the right thing to do. 
Absolutely. I've had to do that with a few VAs over the years too. So yeah, <laughs> then, exactly. Yeah. yeah Cause we're yeah. dealing with real people with real feelings and doing real human things. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. exactly. but Melanie, right at the beginning, you mentioned how we can really lean into taking that sting of that mistake mm -hmm. and turning it into an opportunity. Like what resources do we have available to us or what resources do you lean into? I have a few. I do a lot of inner work with, with things like this. You know, we talked about shifting the perspective already, but I have learned over the years to go to visualizing the outcome I do want and to put energy into what would feel good out of a situation rather than keeping myself entrenched in the pain of it. Mm. And that seems to be a way to move me out of the funk <laughs> that often kicks in and into being more resourceful. So mm. for me, it's, you know, it's a lot of mental work, you know, and, and it might be shifting the way I'm thinking about something. It might be telling myself a better story about it. And it doesn't always a hundred percent work, but my goal at that point is maybe just to get to neutral. Yeah. If I'm really deep in the muck around it. And, you know, when we were talking about this idea today for the episode, you know, we kind of stumbled into this recognition that the bigger you're playing, like the as you stretch into new levels and you're really pushing boundaries, you're going into that next level of influence and income. Oftentimes you are going to get bigger landmines lobbed at you. And I mm. believe I heard Marie Forleo say something like that somewhere. I either heard her speak on a stage or caught it on a video or something several years ago. And it always stuck with me that, yeah, like when you're pushing bigger, you know, things forward, mm -hmm. don't be surprised if bigger landmines are popping because mm. we're moving big energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why it's most important that as you're growing, that you really have a tight inner circle around you. As I was just saying to you before we recorded, you know, something had come up into my world recently and it was so good to have another friend feedback to me, Sam, you know, you've got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. And it was just what I needed to hear. Like, yep, yeah, okay, right. Don't put the brakes on because that's going to stop me. Move through this situation. And my inner circle and the ability to have these hard conversations with other people is the most helpful thing besides shifting perspective. That definitely but the inner circle, those two things together are huge. I would agree. I think the other thing that happens with the right inner circle or the right person holding space for you is, you know, and again, you want to pick these people wisely because you want mm -hmm. people who are judgment free, but will, you know, A, hold space for you, but B, guide you properly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just asking someone to hold space so you can vent it out. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you do need advice and you want to make sure you're getting advice from people who really can guide you properly. And I mean, this is where I also think if you have the right coach mm -hmm. or maybe it's a mastermind that you're in, you know, turning to resources like that in a time when you're dealing with a problem. I mean, this is one of the things that my Ignite Mastermind clients, they come to me and they're like, okay, this is failing. I may not even have to cover strategy. I just help reset the way they're thinking. They're like, that's yeah. what I needed. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Going to people that you know that have had the experience or have walked before you and know what it's like. 
able to see things without getting drawn into a story necessarily. Mm -hmm. I have very few people that I will talk to about things that feel challenging for me mm -hmm. because I know what the right kind of support I need. Yeah. And I don't want somebody to drag me down. I don't want somebody to like be, you know, like there's a certain way you hold space for someone who's having a challenge. And if you go into problem solving too early, that doesn't always feel good either. So can I just touch on that very, very quickly? Because yeah. that, that I just want you to know is absolute gold, what you just said. There was someone in my life recently that I realized when I was going through or you know, talking about some of these challenges that I was having, that they were going into that problem solving. And what I realized from my side was that when I was with this particular person, I was crying all the time. And I was like, I don't feel like this is resourceful. I'm going down this path that isn't actually helping me. So to be able to notice that, I guess the decision-making process or the process of working through things with this person wasn't right for me was really, really important because we need to notice the way that we're responding to things. I'm glad that you said that. And it's true. And I think there are people who maybe aren't very good at navigating challenges with other people. So they tend to go, okay, and here's all about me, right? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, are you done yet? Because I got to talk about me and, or whatever, like it just doesn't feel right. And that can be also not feeling good. So I guess what we're saying is choose your inner circle, your coach, your mastermind, you know, like leverage those resources, but also be clear who can you go to that's going to hold space for you, not necessarily safely, but constructively. Mm. Always dropping the value bombs, Melanie. Ah, that sounds good. <laughs> we're going to have to turn that into a meme somehow. <laughs> I'm sure someone will. <laughs> You know, this is such a unique episode we're having today. This conversation, I think, is really special. And so we would love to just hear from you. Like, what is a mistake that you're learning from right now? What is a aha that maybe you got from today's episode? And what we would love is two things. One, if you would share the episode with whoever needs to hear it, and particularly on Instagram, if you're following us there, if you're not... Follow Sam and I on Instagram. I'm Coach Melanie Benson. Sam, what's your Instagram handle? Is the Sam Riley. And literally wherever you're listening to this, because we do share this on all of our social media platforms, we would just love to hear what came out of it for you today. Because we are all experiencing mistakes and challenges. And we hope that we could be part of your inner circle today to, first of all, let you know you're not alone you don't have to figure it out by yourself, but we are here as support systems for you through this podcast and our social media community. And if you're one of our clients in our programs, even better, we want to continue to see you thrive. So well said, Melanie. Such a great episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Next Level Influence. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player? 
We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode. Yeah.